Hello and welcome back to the Otter Culture Podcast. It's Joss here. In this episode, you can expect all kinds of random chatter. We get quite deep. We talk about stoicism, um, the economy, all sorts of waffle. Ben is shouting on me as I'm doing this intro. Um, but yeah, it's a really good episode. We talk about all sorts of different waffle. If you want to see what Otter is really like, this is a perfect podcast for it. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy it. If you want to check out the video version, you can go to the YouTube channel and watch it there. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cheers. Stella, get on the chair. Get on the mic, Sales. She's fucking doing she's what she wants. I've no idea why she's so hyped up. It's not like we're just fucking attacking her for 10 minutes. No. I've literally just taken her out for a little wee break as well. She's just going for it. That must be nice, having a wee break. Oh. I ran out of wee tokens today, so I can't wee. Are you weeing a lot recently? No. Do you find that energy drinks make you wee more? Mm, no. I've heard that. But like energy, energy can drinks just dehydrate you, don't they? Don't know. Do they? Evaporate the water in your body. The caffeine. Yeah. Does it withdraw all hydration from within us? Is it L-carnitine or taurine? Whatever they have taurine. in it. Taurine. It's taurine. Taurine. Isn't taurine whale semen? Bull, bull sperm, I heard. I heard it was bull, bull sperm. sperm. But is, yeah. that an, is that a mother's myth? I don't know. Not too sure. It's, it's some sort of semen, though, isn't it? Oh, no, it's taurine, caffeine, and L-carnitine. <laughs> all nope. the great okay. stuff. No wonder this thing makes you absolutely wired. What's the most wired you've been, do you think? On, um, on illicit... On an energy Non-illicit drink. substances. Oh, um... I once... It was like, just as we turned 16, me and some mates, we bought some Red Bulls. Um, and when I say some, I mean eight each. What? Eight each? Yeah, and we necked eight each. And no, you didn't. I... I'm joking. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, uh, literally, we bought a, a three pack of the original flavor and uh, sorry, a four pack of the original flavor and a four pack of the tropical flavor each, and we just sat and ate them all. And I did not sleep that night. Seriously? Yeah. Did you feel I'm awful? Yeah, mate. I felt absolutely I bet terrible. The come down off that would be horrific. It was. It was not nice. I did not expect Josh Henderson to have that in a can. Well, yeah, and I wasn't really a fan of energy drinks again until. Like six months ago, when we started getting monster in the office, did you wow. did you hit any sort of peak, or was it just instant downhill? What what happened? From what I can remember, I mean, we were all just like out playing basketball or whatever, anyway. So we were just having a laugh, and then we just did that, and then we we're all just like a little bit buzzing. But it was already like you know half an hour before everyone went home, so it was kind of the worst possible <laughs> time to do it. it was like, like half five or something. Oh uh, no, it was more like seven or eight in the evening. Jesus Christ! And then yeah, did you have the shakes? Probably, I can't. I can't really remember it too well, but I, I would imagine so. Yeah, I remember Hannah once had. Uh, she went to Costa and she got like a large or an extra. You know, like I think even like a large latte at Costa is massive. Mm. But you, if you sit in, it maybe be the extra large. But you get the extra large and it comes in a mug with two handles. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've had that it's, like a bowl, it's like it's a bowl of soup, isn't it? Yeah, and it's got two handles that you must hold it with because it's so big. Like coffee cups and and mugs and stuff are just so stupidly made. You yeah. know, even at Darkroom, our favorite coffee shop. Yeah. Those are all like flat white cups there yeah. i can't put my finger through the hole no yeah you've got to grab the whole thing it's, wh- the edge. it's why i uh, i always order takeout cups to eat in drink in it's just, really? it's just so much nicer to drink from flavor though i definitely do taste the you know the flavor of the cardboard sometimes do you really yeah i've never noticed that yeah i just hate drinking from a mug like anytime i see someone in costa like drinking out of a mug i'm like why, why would you not just get it to go really yeah you're not why, like why? a sitting in fan no nah. Wow, I got things to do, people to see, man. Do you ever do you ever go to like a, a you know a cheap festival or or like um 
That sounds like a bit of shit, but um, I've been to horse events, for example, where like they've got budget coffee there because it's just coming out the back of a rubbish van yeah. and it's in a polystyrene cup. Yeah, that's oh, the worst. How bad that are they? That's absolutely You're looking at me like you've, you've had that or you haven't had that? I've just, I, I completely forgot those existed just now. Do you remember how bad they are? Yeah, and I remember you could like so easily just crumble the top lip of the cup into the coffee yeah. or sometimes the pot noodle. I used to get noodles and shit and that sort of stuff as well. I didn't the polystyrene cup. What were people thinking back then? You drink it, then you could eat it afterwards because oh. they're a little bit like um, prawn crackers. Oh, oh god! Hey, stop like it! Instant coffee in a polystyrene cup. Prawn crackers. Like the worst start to your day. Yeah. That was like the classic summer fair for parents, isn't it? Have a cup of tea in a polystyrene cup and a bacon bat, please. Or for us, it would be juice or squash. They would have a jug of squash <laughs> ready to go, loaded, fully loaded. Do you remember doing sports day in like year five? You get to the end of like the sports or whatever, and there'd be like infinite squash, and yeah. literally kids would run up to it. They wouldn't breathe for thirty seconds while they're literally downing like <laughs> that. four liters of squash, and they just go. <sighs> <laughs> I swear, every kid downed squash the exact have, same. Have you done that as an adult? What down squash <laughs> like, or wipe like my forehead? A, no, like on a on a hot summer's day, next, <laughs> nectar glass of squash. Yeah. yeah, it unlocks some weird nostalgia, but it's amazing. Ice There's, cold squash, mate, is a goat drink. Yeah. There's something a bit weird about squash, I think. I don't know. I, I kind of left it in the past, and I'm not, I'm not really willing to revisit it. What like, do you squash? drink at home? I f- just water, but like I like we don't have many other drinks apart from tap water in the house. Like uh, Every now and then I'll get like four ginger beers or whatever, but after once they've gone, I've just got tap water, and that's about it. But squash for me is really weird. I think it's a bit... Why? I don't know. I feel like I'm a child drinking it. I feel uh, it's because... I've only ever had it as a kid, and I feel like now when I drink it as a kid's drink, no, mate. I'm like orange it juice. Orange squash is a bit like squash is a very squash is a fantastic way of getting water in your body. Summer fruit squash, yeah, mm. mate. Summer fruit, goated, yeah, Robinsons, yeah. yeah. Anything, Robinsons. anything, anything else? I, I, we when we moved, we we bought the the Aldi own squash, mm-hmm. and I was drinking it. I was like, this is not, this is not it. This is not the same Do at you reckon all. Other countries have squash. Yes, yeah. mate. You do think that in France, in yeah. fr- when I fucking you stay that French girl, they the whole family used to get mint squash. Yeah, right? I remember really po- when we went to France, we had that. It's popular over there, and it literally tastes like mouthwash. And they wow. dr- they drink that with a meal. That's weird. Mint it's squash. Dis- yeah, mate. It, honestly, it's like putting mouthwash in your mouth, and I think, oh yeah, this is really great with my burger. Wow. The there was fuck? a time that we went to Austria, and I had. Um, because even in like Central Europe and stuff, they have really weird breakfasts because they have like baguettes and ham for mm, breakfast, which mm, is really yeah. trippy. But we went to Austria and I had a baguette with ham and cheese for breakfast and I had soda water with squash. That's a memory. And that was fucking really good. Sparkly blackcurrant juice. Lemonade oh. and orange squash is called oh, a Henry. Yes. Man, that's such a that's, good drink. That's a goated drink. I've not had that. You just asked for a Henry at the bar. Tonight? Like, yes. Have you got any orange squash at home? No. Okay, Dan, I need you to go get some summer fruits. Is it squash or is it juice? Is squash. it orange juice, isn't it, at a pub? Orange, like, no. Could be. On a hemory. From concentrate, yeah. Could be. I would advise you getting squash on the way home tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and Max, I'd advise you getting squash and lemonade on the way home tonight. Josh, I'd advise you not to get any Red Bulls. Thank you. I will take that advice. You know what is a go-to drink that I think gets looked down on, looked down on and I know that you like it, Ben? A shandy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Beer a with a little nice. bit of lemon in it. Oh. That's very nice. I thought you were going to say something rogue like Vimto. I was going to have to oh, unfriend mate. you. Cow's yeah, milk. I'd unfriend myself. <laughs> Cow's milk. <laughs> Did you ever used to have that at school? People would be like, oh, no, I don't drink Ribena. I just drink Vimto. And you're like, what? Grow up. Yeah, grow up, mate. 
You piece of shit. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Do you know Vimto used to make drinks for the Nazis? Exactly. Really? So no, but just keep it saying it. <laughs> Ribena's the goat. Ribena's yeah. the allies. Vimto's the Ribena Nazis. Carton. Yeah. Agreed. Damn, that's some good stuff. It's like Dr. Pepper and Coke. <laughs> Did you see that TikTok? Oh, it was like a year ago where this American, she's like, oh, I went to this, uh, I went to Walmart or whatever, and I, I was, there was like an English section and she bought Ribena. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to try this. And she pours Ribena into a glass and starts drinking it. Doesn't, oh my doesn't God. water it down. And she goes, oh, wow, that's really nice. It's a bit strong or whatever. And the comments are just filled with Brits like, are you keen mental just <laughs> drinking like pure like, concentrated squash oh and they were like you need to add, add water to it so she does another video and she tastes it she goes oh yeah that's much better that's <laughs> like, like triple strength I remember watching it thinking I was just cringing have you ever tried squash without water before yeah, Mate, yeah. It, it's like ecstasy yeah I was, I was going to say it must be like very much so yeah just doing roids or something yeah well, whilst we're on the topic of like talking about squash and our childhood memories of drinks like that are there any other kind of nostalgic objects or <laughs> foods that you've eaten recently so i went shopping last night and i came away with spaghetti hoops oh you remember them spaghetti hoops yeah oh spaghetti, spaghetti hoops i thought you said spaghetti hoops so i, I like, call it, I call it <laughs> the fuck is a skate <laughs> does anyone else just call it spaghetti hoops though no mate spaghetti hoops no uh, spaghetti <laughs> hoops yeah it's kind of weird they were like 19p, a lot cheaper than baked beans. Um, spaghetti <laughs> hoops. I've got spaghetti because you have beans or spaghetti to go with your yeah, other stuff yeah, on the yeah, plate. Yeah. But you've got spaghetti on your plate. Amber recently discovered one from her childhood and that's uh, canned spaghetti hoops with sausage in. Oh, oh wow. And she has that on toast. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. I didn't do it. Banging. I thought it was weird. Lunchables are still the goat. Oh, They are the goat. And snack attacks. Yeah. Yeah, Lunchables, Just- Snackadax, Dairy Dunkers, whatever R- you like. Rustlers. <laughs> I, I have Rush never had a Rustlers burger. Sorry, Joss. Uh, what was I going to say? I, not a childhood memory. Well, a meal that Charlton and I had for dinner last night was sausage and mash with onion gravy. Fuck, oh, that's, wow. that's oh my God. Vegan mate. sausage? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegan sausages from Aldi. Can I ask ones. why you didn't call it bangers and mash? Uh, Sorry. Because that's on, from up north, isn't it? To Joss in the edit, we'll raise that. What about Toad and Hole? Oh, mate. Oh, you're, a, you're a Toad and Hole fan, aren't you, Dan? Mate, love oh, it. Oh, my God, yeah. The Anything chop- with, like, mash or Yorkshire. gravy, yeah. What it's a- the only dish I like wet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about Shepherd's Pie? You're a Shepherd's Pie fan? I, I do love... I, I fuck with Shepherd's Pie. I really? Do, I yes. do not fuck with Shepherd's I, Pie. Mate. I don't trust people to like Shepherd's Pie, It's because she used to, like, mix up the mince and the peas with mint sauce. Mate, I, I, yeah. need, I need to take you guys to a memory right now. It was 2007. I just come back from year nine. It was raining. I forgot my PE kit that day. And I had to bring my food tech stuff home. Really shit day. Dark, wet. Get home. Change into my normal clothes after school. Because mum made, made us do that straight away. And I go downstairs. The borderline depressed. And I say, mum, what's for dinner? And she goes, oh, shepherd's pie tonight. In that one crystallizing moment, that's when depression starts, I think. It's when you hear you're having shepherd's pie for dinner. Max, I say, I can second that. When I you come, when you come, home, it's dark. <coughs> like, that's the perfect time to have shepherd's pies. No, you get no, home, you had a bad day. It's dark. No, shepherd's pies are weak. That's meal. the thing that tips you over the edge. Yes, yes. <laughs> when yes, you get you home, you think wrong. all I want is some fucking chicken nuggets and chips, just something easy, something that I know is going to be nice. And then you hit me with shepherd's pie, and it's like uh, shepherd's pie, mate, is borderline oh child my abuse. God, I disagree massively. Joss, I never, I never used to like it as a kid. 
but it's grown on me as I've grown up. Fuck off. I have a memory, actually, probably around the same age. I, it was peak summer, roasting hot. My dad never, ever cooked at home because he was always away, always away. And I got home once, peak, peak heat, disgusting heat, got home, and he's made a cottage pie. Something like a really warming winter dish, and we've got to eat that in the evening. And all I'm, and I'm a fucking chubby kid too, so I'll eat anything. But <laughs> shepherd's pie on that day was not serving me. That's um, how I feel like shepherd's pie. pie. Yeah. yeah, I always used to get really annoyed because it was always like four hundred thousand degrees C. Like it would come out, and it's the temperature of the actual sun. <laughs> and then you can't. You're really hungry. You're already pissed off because you had a shit day. You're already pissed off because you got to have shepherd's pie. And now I can't even eat it because I got to wait forty five minutes for this to cool down. Yeah, it's like, oh, this mash isn't too hot. Bang, mince the the the, yeah. literally the, the, <laughs> like the temperature incinerates the your tongue. <laughs> yeah. What was the best meal to come back to? Do you think? I think I know what it is before you guys even get there. I think it was fajita wraps. Oh, oh yeah. To be fair. Yeah, but the thing is, I guess for you, like, how many wraps did you have? Because you had to split that across like, a big family, though, right? Yeah, so your mum must have bought quite a few. Yeah, she she had links up with a farmer. Yeah, he made a tortilla farmer. Yeah, Mr. Tortilla who grows the tortillas. Yeah, well, it comes from the massive tortilla tree. That's pretty good because I used to go home and I had tortilla, I had a fajita night or whatever. But we, you know, you can get like the box that it all comes like ready packed and stuff. It would just be my mum and I, and it would just be like you'd have eight wraps in there, so it was like four wraps each. That was fucking brilliant. Breaded chicken? Uh, uh, no, usually um, like just kind of chicken breast cut up into little cubes and whisked. Mum used to do breaded chicken. It's fucking good. good. With cheese. My mum used to do this like, it was like cheesy mushroomy chicken with broccoli Ooh, in a wrap well. and it was fucking banging go up mate broccoli does not not does not belong in a wrap it was well good i don't know how we're talking about highlight it wasn't like you've come fat, up with broccoli right, it wasn't like a fat piece of broccoli it was like diced up like doesn't small. matter you can't have mate, i'll wrap. tell you what and it and this was her you know like every parent's got their quick meal that's just like oh i don't want to cook let's just have this that was her quick meal wow so that's there'd be times so where she's like ready. i don't want to cook i'm just going to make you the best thing I'm Jeez. Like, Fuck yeah. mrs barham should make us the broccoli wraps then they're well good. Broccoli is a minor part of it. They're chicken wraps. They're chicken and mushroom wraps. When my mum didn't want to cook, we'd ask what was, what was for dinner, and she she just used to say shit and sugar. My dad used to say that, <laughs> and my granddad. And my mum f- still thinks it's funny today, even though it's literally the most rinch joke since like this, is, <laughs> this isn't a hotel. It's like get over yourself, mum. <laughs> mum, yeah. your joke is rinsed. Yeah. <laughs> You heard it on Channel 4 in 1989, and now you still use it. It's like, come on. You shouldn't be messing with Carol, though, mate. No, well, she doesn't listen, I hope. No, no disrespect. If you are listening, Mum, this is purely fiction. Yes. <laughs> Just highlight meal. Your last meal. You, you... Uh, my mum's spag bowl all day, mate. Yeah, we used classic. to have it on a Thursday, and I could never wait until Thursday. It's such a good meal. Nice. So, so good. Well, again, whilst we're still on the topic of nostalgia, did you ever collect the panini stickers? You know, the football... Uh, <laughs> You know those books that you used to get? Panini stickers. They're called Panini, right? Are they? I don't know. Did you ever have the football stickers that came with bubblegum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were were a fetus when this was going on. Why were they called Panini stickers? This thing started in like 1970. It's been going on every year since. I'm not that old. But it shows that it's been around (laughs) since since you were a boy. Yeah. I wasn't a boy in 1970. I was a a star in my my (laughs) parents' eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know of these? Yeah. You know of it? The ones from bubblegum? Yeah. You should get them packs of gum. Uh, yeah, I think so. And you can also just buy them off the shelf kind of thing. But why did you, Why were they called panini stickers? Did they come with panini sometimes? I don't know. Maybe oh. they were like origination. They were like, maybe you bought like a panini in a shop and it was like inside. Inside the panini? Yeah. That's fucking carnage. 
Yeah. Bread and stickers. Yeah. So I was looking today about those. Well, I saw it in the news because, um, so back in the day, they used to be 5p each, but now it's 90p for a pack of stickers. Um, and in total, you need 670 stickers to fill the complete book out, mm. which would cost £120.60p on stickers. If you got it completely perfect. If you literally bought that many packs and you got those stickers, bang on, that's how much you would spend. But guess how much the average spend is or the probability. So based on the probability, it's more likely to set fans back how much what? to fill the book out. To actually get it. To get the full book. Seven grand. No, no, it, not, it's not that much. Let's say that. Oh, okay. Nice, Joss. Coming way too high to ruin the whole A million pounds. I've got to be honest, I was going to go higher. Really? Yeah. On 621 different people. 670 stickers to collect for this year's album, which assuming were all bought on the first go, would cost £120. How much would it cost um, the prob- probability of actually completing it? Like 800 quid. Three grand? £883. Oh. Can you imagine? Mad. That, that is like, a lot of money to spend on stickers. Yeah. Yeah, but can you imagine how fucking good it would feel to put the last one in? <laughs> <laughs> and you and you finally get to close that book and put it in your sock drawer and think, another day is done today. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> it must just be healthy. <laughs> and then you go downstairs and your mum made shepherd pie. <laughs> and it's all over. And you fuck the whole book off because <laughs> yeah. nothing matters anymore. <laughs> Oh, you could probably sell the book for even more than that, though, couldn't you? There'd be some guy out there who's like, "Oh, have you got the Ronaldo sixty-one glowy glitter gold?" I think they do. I think they definitely do resell online. A bit like Pokemon cards, but uh, yeah, I guess way less um, rare. It was all about match attacks when I was at school. Yeah, what's me match attack? Is that a sticker book, right? It was that sticker. It's like cards. cards. Yeah, like football cards. Uh, okay, and you get like a an inform card as well, and oh. like all like different shiny ones and everything. But then. We we moved from match attacks to like they had a Top Gear one. You had like all these different cars and stuff, and that was never sick. had that one. We so did. Good. We had Go Go's. Did you what have them? Did you have them, Joss? Oh, they're just like little plastic yeah, like toys. Like, yeah, they're yeah. little plastic toys. What do you have to do with them? I don't know. Was there like a game that you were meant to play? There was. A, there was a game, them? but everyone was just collecting them. Yeah, yeah. I remember them. I remember, they smelt really good. I remember packing <laughs> the most, like the rarest one, because you know they had numbers on the back. Yeah. I remember I packed like the rarest one you could get in the first pack I ever opened and I shit you not it felt like I'd won, I'd won the lottery I, like, I walked into school the next day and I was the guy everyone's like how the fuck did you do that I'm like what's, I'm just built different what's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to you I'm, off my head no, I'm, I'm, I remember on World of Warcraft there was this mount you could get from fishing and on uh, on the game you have to press a button and you cast a line out and then you wait a few seconds and the and the bob will like go up and down you right click on it and you get a fish yeah and there was a specific thing in this zone where you had a 0.1% chance of getting this turtle mount and this thing would only spawn like once a week so the chances of getting it, it, it the average player would take like two and a half years to get it i got it on my first cast wow what what the fuck the probability was in the millions what did that mean you could do then? Was that like you could just be extra special in the game? It just it, it was a cosmetic item, so basically my character could ride around on a turtle. <laughs> That's sick. And the, it wasn't even fast, but it looked cool. Wow. Yeah. I can't say I've ever been that lucky. No. Uh, yeah, you I mean, us there, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I, I just didn't stop getting laid after that. Yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine. How? How? What was the reception of like you playing World of Warcraft at school like? With the, the reception. Girls? Like, how did people? Well, I don't think it really affected it. No. I had a girlfriend for two years. Fair enough. I guess. You weren't really a gamer at school, were you? No, never. No. Joss, were you? Uh, into like GCSE age I was. Yeah, I've never really been a gamer. 
until right. now. I think girls as well, they, they see like World of Warcraft is like someone playing Call of Duty. They didn't see the difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we think that's nerdier, the PC gaming side of things. Do you not think back then though that there were people, there were kids, you've got the guys who were playing FIFA and stuff like that. Mm. Then you've got the guys who are playing WoW. Mm. They are two very different people though. Totally. Right? But I think- You I, didn't really fit into that kind of I think stereotype. Only, only to boys, I think. I don't think. Oh it, yeah, I don't yeah, think. Look at it. Yeah, like I might have got called a neat by a guy, but I think girls just like, oh, he plays a game. He just plays, yeah, whatever he does. Yeah. Literally, yeah. His I, quest. I think that's how. They, I think that's how they see it now. Yeah, fair enough. I hope I'm, I'm speaking for the entire female race there. Max, what was your first uh, interaction with gaming? Would you say? Um, prob. Oh well, if we're going really far back, um, James Bond, 007. Goldeneye on, on no PS1. no uh, PS two. Oh, every, everything or nothing. Is what is the game? That's how old you go. PS2. That's like wow. new. PS2. Did, did you ever have a PS1? <coughs> like the, the great no, one. We didn't have a PS. We didn't have a PS1. We went straight to PS2. That's so As in, I, I was born. I was alive when the PS1 came out. I think <laughs> was out. Maybe. How old are was you? Out. Twenty-four. When were you born? Ninety-eight. He's a nice baby. February. Anyway, um, but my dad always said my dad would never let me play the shooting game. He said, oh, you can play James Bond, but only the driving missions. You can't play the shooting. <laughs> really? So I used to wait for him to go to work and then play the shooting missions because <laughs> I was nails. Does he know that now? No. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> um, and then he had Call of Duty 2. So I played COD 2 and basically got addicted. And then I just became nice on the sticks at COD. <laughs> nice on the sticks. <laughs> well, see what just console you had I remember um, using. Because when you said Max has like PlayStation had, Two, that's halfway through mine. I had a, I have, I have a Game Boy Color which is green. Mm. Um, which Same. I, I, when it was over COVID, found it and I literally turned it on. And it still had battery and it had Star Wars. It had the Star Wars game in it. Fuck so I was like hell. trawling about on that. But I think my earliest memory would be on a PC, the home PC, and it was Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, oh, mate, that's that's a fucking sick game. Yeah. I love those games. Yeah. I get to build like a world of roller coasting. It's awesome. I think I was quite late to gaming, to be fair. Like, because I, I remember my I remember my dad. It's so sad to think back on because if this happened to me now, I'd probably cry. But we went to, I remember we were going on holiday and uh, I was really young and we went to Toys R Us because to, he was like, oh, we'll get you a Game Boy for the plane. Um, and obviously he didn't know how much Game Boys were. So we got to Toys R Us and I'm fucking gas. Like, I have levels of gas. We got to Toys R Us. I'm thinking, fuck yes, I'm getting a Game Boy. And he walks up to the stand. He's like, no, no, that's too much. I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Not not for one plane ride. I was like, oh, okay. And we just walked out the shop. But you would have used it more than the plane yeah, ride. Right? Not for one. Why didn't you do that? He just, throws it in the bin. He was like, I was really young like how vivid is that memory of interest <laughs> vivid vivid I remember walking out the shop thinking fuck I was so close whenever Max so is offered close. anything now he just seizes it instantly yeah. he's just like yes I remember going around my mate's houses and being like oh yeah do you want to play Game Boy I'm like have you got a Game Boy oh, I feel like, so bad yeah. for you I can't want to go back in time and just give your dad the money well, no because no, yeah. I had like because I had um, I mean it's fucking first world problems we were going on holiday and he wanted to shut me up on the plane, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then we, like we had a we had a PS2 after that, like a couple of years later. But then I had a PS2 all the way up until Xbox 360. No, I did. yeah, Xbox 360, and I used to do all the San Andreas cheats on PS2. I remember I got I convinced my mate to give me his old San Andreas without my parents knowing because they wouldn't let they wouldn't go and buy it for me. 
So I like took the San Andreas disc and put it in like a FIFA case. Nice. And then I was oh. like, oh, my mate just gave me this football yeah. game. And they're like, oh, okay, don't care. Go fuck off. And to Mr. Barrow, if you didn't, hadn't done that, he wouldn't have been so secretive about his gaming exploits. Eh? See, learn how to be techie. Wow. That's that's good times. I remember because I had, I had two older brothers, one who was four years older, one who was eight years older. So when I was 10, he was 18. So we had 18-year-old games in the house but before I could even grow pubes, really. I was so young. And I used to go around your, like people at you's house yeah. and be like, oh my God, they've, they've, got, GTA. they've got everything. Yeah. Um, and it was great because you obviously got exposed to all the games, but you never really experienced what you experienced where you felt you were shielded from it. I yeah. just got to experience it and thought that was the normal until I actually spoke to people at school about it. But then you also watch your brothers play like Silent Hill and Resident Evil when you're 12, and then you have nightmares for two weeks. Are those games really scary? Yeah. Like, I guess to a child's mind. Back, yes. back in the day, Silent Hill was fucking petrifying. Was it? Yeah. I can't play scary to, to, the, to this day, I, can't, I don't like watching footage of the game. Really? And it's like 15 years ago. Wow. Is it as bad as the zombies in Call of Duty? <laughs> yeah, way worse. Really? Way yeah. worse. Well, like yeah. ghosts and shit or not? Just really, really fucked up Japanese storylines. Wow. about like hell coming to a random village and you have to go you have to like walk through like um abandoned hospitals and stuff where there's been like scenes of weird hellish torture and stuff but it, it wasn't so much that it was the, the the reason silent hill became so popular and a cult classic is because of the camera angles like you couldn't change the camera angle uh, so right. you, so you have to endure it you come into a hallway and like you, your 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 view is like at the back of a hallway and you're running towards it so you can't see what's down there until you get down there and and all the doors and stuff are locked and dark and stuff so like it's it's a game that really is it's very immersive and then it gets to the point where you get onto like a boss fight or you're running away from a zombie and it's just so difficult to run it's like when you're running or trying to punch someone mm. in a dream you can't really you're not very efficient you know when you try and punch someone in a dream you can't actually do it it's like yeah. soft it's like that and it's really scary and, and then, people enjoyed this thing. yeah mate, tim used to play it with the lights off oh god and i had nothing better to do so i'd watch it and, and i remember thinking like i can't even be in a room anymore this is terrifying mate at uni so in the during <laughs> the start of lockdown um i was living with my friend and uh he had outlast oh and we Outlast is basically this game, a very, very similar kind of storyline. Um, and yeah, you're like in an abandoned hospital, but all your view is through like a VHS camera in like in like um, night vision. So it's all like green. And uh, yeah, we played that with the lights off. Mm. And I shit like I was this was what a year or two ago. And it shit me up, like properly shit me up. They're well scary. Jeez. Would you go to the moon, do you think? Yeah. Do you think it'd be a bit scary? Yes. Hannah tells me about the dark side of the moon, and that's a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. What did she tell no you about No one's it? ever been to the dark side of the moon. Why I, not? I like, think China shit goes on over there. China's taking photos of it, I think. Have they? Mm. Would Is you... it one side that's always dark? Yeah. Wow. We, always ever, we only ever see the same side of the moon. That's mad. It is crazy. I only discovered that about a year ago. It's mind-blowing. I didn't know that. It was pretty mad when we were in Greece, just like the you'd see the moon literally like so vividly because it was so dark out there and stuff. You sit on the beach or whatever. And it was just like, you could see the craze and all sorts. It's wow. pretty mad. But you think you would go? I don't think if the opportunity presented itself, I don't think I'd regret not taking it for the rest of my life. I think. Yeah. Cause how often like that's never going to happen to me. Yeah. That's pretty mad. Did you hear about recently about the um, satellite that hit that thinking meteorite comet? Yeah. That's pretty mad. Yeah. Like 15,000 miles, an 20,000 kilometers an hour. I think. Yeah. Crazy. They, you know, they want to see what would happen. <laughs> 
Science experiment. It was something like three point something billion dollars to do it. It's a lot of money. I don't know if it was that much, but it's a lot of money. What are they? So when they hit the thing, they were just looking at how that object then changes course. They wanted to see if their if it would react the way they predicted it would react, so that they can do so in the future on oh, on larger right. scales. Yeah, because there may be times when they have to send satellites to hit comets to stop it hitting Earth. Wow. That's that's the best way against comet protection is either to it's more efficient to knock it out of the way than it is to blow it up. They used to think sending nukes towards it would be the best thing to do, but that makes it worse because then you have instead of having one big, you instead of having one big comet, ah. you got fifty asteroids, you know, which is worse because then like how the fuck do you deal with that? You can't just get a giant net out there, or can you, Max? I think it's something that could be explored. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the the satellite that hit that uh, comet was nineteen meters big, and the wow. asteroid itself was one hundred and sixty three meters. Wow! Compared the Eiffel Tower is three hundred twenty one, so and it's actually bigger than the Eiffel. It's bigger than um, the Statue of Liberty. This asteroid thing, mm. crazy. Isn't that it? would have mm. caused some damage. Yeah, little little satellite. Do you know what his name was? Dart. Dart. Oh, that's nice. Cute, isn't it? Yeah. Like we've thrown a dart towards a rock. Yeah. Would you go to the moon, Dan? Uh, yeah. Do you, do you think it's weird that, like, I know, oh, we've been there and someone's been on the moon and stuff, but it's a bit like, it's a shame that we've not sent anyone else. I'd love to see, like, HD footage of someone now walking on the moon. It's or, be- like, seeing, like, cars driving about, you know, those, like, space cars. It's because the whole the whole moon race was, well, like, a whole US versus Soviet Russia race to who who could get on the moon first and then once it was achieved the idea the whole lust and budget to get on the moon it was only so the americans could beat the russians and the russians could beat the americans and that's where the budget came from it wasn't about oh. it wasn't about getting on the moon it was about beating the russians or there's nothing it. up there yeah and they're only now starting to think actually it makes so much sense to build a moon base and have a have a system where you can actually go to the moon have a base there and then send rockets from because the moon's gravity is so much lower. Is is it makes so much more sense to to start rockets from the moon and then go to Mars? Right, because the gravity on Earth is so much stronger. So you have to use so much more propulsion to get out of orbit. Yeah, shit. Imagine how long it would take to build like a rocket facility on the moon. Well, they the 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 tech they want to invent. They want to have stuff like in the next hundred years where they can build spinny slingshots from Earth that can fling rockets up without any propulsion. So it literally spins a rocket or a space <laughs> a space shell so quickly, and then you know, like if you have like a, a a rope with a a log at the end, yeah. and you spin it really quickly, and you let go, and it just flies, right? Yeah, it's like that, but they do it from the ground. So they spin it really quickly and let it go up 30, 30, like thirty miles into the atmosphere. That sounds so backward. That sounds like like oh, logically like medieval, Im- logically impossible. Yeah. yeah, but it's completely doable. And then they also have ones ones that are crazier, space, things like space elevators, where they literally think they can build an elevator from ground to like t- 20 miles up. And then you can literally, up there, the air and the gravity is so much thinner that you literally can just, like, you can float up in, into the atmosphere and into space. But obviously that means, you, I think there's one in Star Trek, Joss, actually. That is mad. They land on one. Um, yeah, crazy. Imagine a space elevator. Imagine, yeah, I'll, I'll have floor 6092, please. <laughs> That's a minor thing that that they land on in Star Trek. Oh, is the it? Film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not big into Star Trek. Amber likes it. It's a great film. Josh, yeah. would you go to the moon? Yeah, probably. Like Ben, I wouldn't want to turn down the opportunity. I'd only regret it. But um, not really much there, is there? Be shit scared, though. <laughs> yeah, it'd be absolutely terrifying. You know that feeling you get when you're on the on a roller coaster and you're climbing and you're about to go down and it's like the nerves and the adrenaline building because you're about to go through a loop or it's about to go quick. 
imagine that, but imagine being like sat backwards on a shuttle. You know how they sit like that, like ready to go up. Yeah. Imagine that, and then literally you have like thirty-six thousand gallons of space fuel propulsion you up into the atmosphere yeah. imagine the noise imagine the feeling of knowing you're literally about to be going like twenty six thousand miles an hour like unlike anything ever experienced by like a handful of people can you imagine how scary that must be i wonder what the nought 60 on those rockets are slow as fuck really? yeah but once they get past like a thousand miles an hour they go to two thousand really quick then free because it's all like gradual right but then once they get going, and then they, then they get really going, and then they get mm. in the atmosphere. I think to stay in orbit, something has to be going like thirty six and a half thousand miles an hour, just just so they don't Jesus. fall back into Earth. But obviously, there's no air, so get maintaining that speed's easy. That's mad. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. Ice, ice cream van. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Look at that! I get excited by both rockets and ice cream. You do love it, don't you? What you just? I think we've just uncovered a new. Well, not new, but you you know this shit. Space. Yeah, yeah. it's. It was one of my dream jobs when I was a kid, being an astrophysicist, but I wasn't smart enough. Oh. I find I find space very interesting. What would you say is the craziest thing about space? Or like is there any like things that you've heard since learning about it that you've it's been a bit scary or interesting? What's one thing that kind of interests you the most about space, do you think? Probably the fact that when it ends it's just nothing. So in like sixty thousand, thousand, thousand billion years or whatever, when all the all the last stars have collapsed and collapse into themselves and evaporate and they don't exist anymore and there's no more matter in the universe it's just blackness infinite blackness and that's what life will be one day for everyone but and how harrowing is that 28 years ago that was the same for you wow do you know what i mean and it's going to be the same in another 80 yeah i know but i guess what i'm trying to say is like with the human race, you, you know, I'll die one day, but the human race will live on. It's forever existing. The but, world will still be here. But eventually, life itself will cease to exist because it, there's nothing more for it to exist on. Unless we, unless there's some way of, like, unlock, unlocking or traveling to different dimensions, which they think is a possibility, I suppose. But the scariest part is that it literally has... An, that life and existence has an expiry. I think we should get out of this topic before we give our listeners an existential crisis. Yeah. Dan's already it's, getting there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a topic that I don't, when we speak about that, it's something that I never really think about that often, but other people that like I know do. But when I start to think about it, I start to go in a real fucking deep hole about it. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. See, so, when you think like that, you, like I always think like, why don't I just fuck off home and play GTA? Everything's going to die. The world is going to end. Why don't we just go play GTA? Exactly. Play Xbox. You, you might as well enjoy it. You won't be... Because life's about fulfillment and you won't be fulfilled with that. Have you played GTA? Yeah. I'm, I, I, it's a game that I could have weeks of fun on, but eventually it will become tiresome. Yeah. You know? But the world's going to end. Yeah, but not in my lifetime. Yeah. True. What, what gives you fulfillment? Uh, I don't know. Shepherd's pie. It's quite a yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's quite. That's a very good question, Dan. Um, I think um, growth is probably the easiest answer. Personal growth, business growth, relationship growth, economic growth. Just being able to compare myself to who I was. I don't. You know, they say compare yourself to who you were yesterday. It's too fucking marginal. Like. 
comparing me to yesterday, I don't really know how I'm better. But comparing me to a year ago, sure, I can find things, right? And that's a lot easier. A lot of people say compare yourself to five or look at yourself five years ago. Or, or your, your current now would never know what you were doing five years ago. Yeah. It's someone quite like that or something. But yeah. um, that's pretty mad to think, isn't it? Five years ago. I was a helmet five years ago, mate. Same. Such an idiot. We were both helmets, mate. So different. Yeah. It's a long time. It's quite a long time ago. Joss was born. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> Joss. Yeah, mate. You've said before about talking about stoicism on oh, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Can you tell me what you think about that? <laughs> Where do you want me to start? <laughs> no, tell me. Joss, discuss stoicism. Uh, so. Because uh, I, I don't really. I don't. Sorry, just to jump no, no, in. No, no, please do. Um, I think I would prefer to hear your take on it because I don't fully understand stoicism and your take and, and i know you said you wanted to do a podcast about it previously but i think if you was to kind of give us a summary as to what it is and how it is maybe we can discuss that as a point uh okay from your pov i guess the thing with stoic- stoicism is i'm still very much learning a lot about it um but i just think it's very interesting and i think it's a very good practice to follow well at least for me anyway and i feel like a lot of people probably can learn with it but the let me give you the google definition because i don't actually know how you would define it um so it's a philosophy of life that maximizes positive emotions reduces negative emotions and helps individuals to hone their virtues of character so all of us have listened to the mo gaudat podcast a lot and i would say that he is somewhat stoic and into stoicism along with another guy that i've listened to and read about called Naval Ravikant who is an angel investor and just a really interesting guy that everyone should check out um but I guess it's the practice of not and it's not to take away from what Ben just said because I think that's perfectly valid but it's not not worrying about those things because it's out of my control anything that's out of my control what is the point in worrying about it what's going to happen is going to happen I was listening to a podcast this morning and it puts it perfectly it's like reality is neutral reality happens events happen and you can choose your emotions and how you react to those events and how you react in turn will affect the future events but if you want if you react a certain way then that will affect your emotions so say something i don't know say some ben says something horrible i could either think fucking hell why has my boss just said that to me or i could or i could just think all right he's just said that and move on what's the point in being hung up about something and i think that's something that's added a lot of value to my life and it's within the last six months or so and it's just like it means that i don't hold on to things as much and it's like cool whatever happens happens it's out of my control what is the point in spending all this time worrying about things because like i said reality is neutral and it's up to my emotions how i'm going to react to a situation nice so it's a bit like PMA. I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> You're it's quite PMA. stoic, Dan. <laughs> What'd you say? In I don't because yes. I don't. I didn't really. You're know. stoic without realizing. Yeah, it's literally PMA. In a very, very, very like at, at its core, at its like in a very base way, it's PMA. Yeah, you nice. don't you don't care about things you can't control, like mm. energy bills going up. Yeah, you, we all talk and worry about that. You couldn't give less of a shit mm. because you can't control it. Yeah. So is that is it, it is a practice or it's a it's a mindset that people are trying they will try to do more of or believe more in like that. Mm. So what's the opposite to stoicism? Me. Is there is there a is there a thing of I, I assume it would be like pessimism. Pessis, pes, pessimistic and worrying. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's like the extreme difference mm. to stoicism. Mm. 
yeah. interesting. There's nothing to gain with mm-hmm. worrying because you don't change the outcome. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading Mo Gaudet's book at the minute, Soul for Happy, which is, again, a really good book that I recommend people should check out. And it's, there's obviously people who are very chemically unhappy and people who are chemically depressed and there's obviously a lot of other solutions out there for that. But um, I'm someone who isn't that. And I think there's a lot of events and things that can happen where you you can get tangled up and you can get in your own mind. And the, I think the thing that he says in that book is like just anything that's out of your control, why are you wasting your energy? Why are you wasting your your finite time on this planet in this life worrying about shit that you can't control? You're, you're literally wasting your time. You're wasting your emotions. You're wasting your energy. You may as well be doing something else. Like worrying about the mortgage interest rates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. What, what can you do? There's you can't control can it. You literally can't. It's out of your power. Do you think that's in your personality trait to overread? Not overread, but like, you know, you are someone who like, you find a subject or a topic like that and you do research and you learn stuff about it it's not like you don't just read headlines you go deep into everything that's like that mm. so like you know covid and um yeah mortgage increase and then bank rates and all these like, you know bitcoin and all that you never just read headline you always go so deep into it do you see that as a kind of a, a, a good thing or a bad thing do you wish you had more balance or like i wish i could do it with stuff i wasn't interested in so stuff that i'm interested in I'm very good at researching the mm-hmm. stuff I'm not interested in. I can't do it at all. So the, like the mortgage stuff, I did. I looked into it because I was. I found it interesting, and it might affect me in terms of what I want to do. But I wouldn't say it worries me. No. Um, and the Ukraine war, I've spent so much time researching that, not because it worries me, because I, but it's because I find it so interesting about like military strategy and why people are doing the, the things they do and how Western leaders react to Eastern leaders and stuff that sort of stuff. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I read something. I was genuinely worried. Maybe the day he invaded was quite scary, but that quickly dissipated. And now I'm just, I'm just like, now I'm just obsessed with Reddit and about getting like stories about what's happening there. Mm. But I think that's maybe that's not also an autistic trait is picking up on subjects and then just becoming completely un- undividedly obsessed with them, mm-hmm. rather than having like I have tunnel vision and laser focus, but I don't have sporadic focus. I can't do. I'd be really bad at looking after four kids. I could look after one kid very well. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Let's cap Amber where she is then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> cap, I mean, cap like, you know, like stop, not... Right, okay. Not like that. What do you think about ca- a cashless society? Where are you getting these questions Mate, from, man? You are chucking these out. I love it. Max? I think it's really interesting. Because I've, I've got some advantages and disadvantages on my phone that I've taken from online. And I've read, I've listened to podcasts, but sorry, Max. It would make no difference to me. If it was a cashless society, like, I don't think I'd carry cash in, like, other than that 50p that I gave just to screw something in earlier. Like, but I'm pretty sure I found that 50p. Like, I, I have not carried cash in so long. Mm-hmm. But I understand that it would impact probably a lot of, like, like tradies and stuff like that. Like, people... People's businesses would probably yeah. be impacted in some way or another or other. Ben? Uh needs to happen. <laughs> nice. It's, it's, Just, it's, we'll it's, it's a warranted necessity because as soon as you do, you can track money everywhere. Unless yeah. it goes through cryptocurrencies. Um I think we're already there. It's just at the back end, and I think they will eventually get rid of cash. And then that's when we start to see things like homeless people with Zettles. It's already happening. With yeah. What? Yeah. Like card readers. Wow. You can tap for two pounds, help the homeless. Yeah. Um, I think cash is 
cash is like you carry around a fob to get in, whereas I carry around a code in my head. Mm. That's the difference between cash and debit is you can literally just, mm. you can store information in a handset or, or your head rather than carrying a physical item. There'd probably be far less um, like, not necessarily crime, but like far, like muggings and stuff like that. Like, cause you can't steal, there'd be no cash to steal. And even yeah. if you took my phone, there's so much like, like two-factor authentication and all this stuff that you'd need to get into my banking. Mm. There'd be nothing to steal. So one of the main disadvantages that were online was about um, exposing your personal information to a possible data breach. Mm -hmm. Because I guess once we go to a cashless society, everything will go online, mm -hmm. which means that you're, you know, everything, everything eventually will start to go online. Everything mm -hmm. already is. But um, mm -hmm. I guess you are more vulnerable to a data breach. It also means that possibly once you are online, if you're not credible to some banks, it also means that places can start rejecting you. Yep. But because I, you don't have money for, you know, the availability to do that. It works both ways, though. Like, if you're the sort of guy to keep cash under your mattress and your house burns down and you get mugged, mm. you're susceptible to those things. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're always susceptible to risk. Yeah. But they do say reduce crime rates with, without uh, tangible money to steal, I guess, yeah. Yeah, if, if you were going to It just goes from mugging to hacking, that's all. But also, all these mm. problems that you're about to read, aren't they problems now? So the disadvantages are, yeah, data breaches, no alternative source of money in the case of technical issues or hacker activity. But if I guess get, that's if insurance, though, right? But if your bank account gets hacked, the last thing you do is go to the bank to withdraw money. Surely. Because if, if my bank account got hacked, I'm not going to go to the bank and withdraw all of my money. I'm just going to ring up the bank and be like, what the fuck's going on? And they'll, they'll sort it. But I guess they're saying if you were to get hacked, you had £500 in cash at home, you could still go out and buy stuff that you need to use. Oh, okay. Because you've got a backup. Yeah. Uh, technological learning curve, I guess it's for different generation and lack of control over spending without a physical reminder i find it easier to i if i had if i had 20 pounds on an app in my like, online banking mm -hmm. and 20 pound in cash i can almost guarantee that i will blitz through that cash yeah like i will spend cash so much faster because I, I can see a number on my online banking i can see that number going mm -hmm. down whereas paper is just paper so like I think, oh, five pound for a coffee—that's nothing. There's a fiver. Paper's paper, baby. Yeah. Whereas on on, it's so weird how that works. Like I look at my bank and be like, I can't spend five pounds because then I have fifteen pounds, and that number in on when I see it is way less. Mm. Nice. All right. Thanks. Um, yeah. Cheers, guys. Also, also, money in a current account, UK current account, is insured up to eighty-five grand. Is it really? So if you have if you have eighty-five grand in your current account and the fucking bank blows up and or just gets destroyed somehow, you'll be reimbursed for up to £85,000 per person. So that's By like who? By the bank? There's an insurance company that's government-backed, and every single bank and building society in the country is backed by that. And it's, if it's a joint account, it's insured up to £170,000. How do you know this? Because I used to work at Nationwide. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Credible source. So there you go. I mean, that's, that's the other advantage to having money up to that number in a bank, is do you think anything can happen to that bank, the government can fuck the economy up, but that money is insured. Or just by appreciating assets like an Xbox. Can't buy that with cash. One thing I'd like to get your thoughts on. Go on. That I see getting talked about more and more is um, universal basic income. Ooh. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? For anyone who doesn't know what that is, that the definition here is a social, so, socio-political financial transfer policy proposal in which all citizens of a, givers, of a given population <laughs> regularly receive a legally stipulated and equally set financial grant paid 
by the government without a means test. Without a means test. Isn't that communism? Like Cuba. Isn't Cuba like that? Is Cuba like that? Don't know. No? That's what old Russia used to be. Is it, is it communism? I don't know. Well, what, what are people's thoughts on that? Bad. Why? Because it doesn't reward hard work and it's not... Uh, I think you should... Giving people money isn't necessarily the best idea. I think education is the way mm. you should go. 100%. Uh, so I think you're better off putting that money into education and social reform rather than just cash. Yeah. But, well, is it is it is it a cash injection? Say, is it an extra 200 quid a month on top of my salary? Or is it we're all paid the same? So what I've seen proposed by certain people in America and Canada is it's not even a small amount. It's something like 14 to like up sometimes up to 18 grand a year per as, person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As like a basic salary. Holy and then you shit. work on top of that. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that, but yeah, it, it, it start, it can start around there and then it's as well as your normal job salary. What's the purpose of them doing that? Why, why would a country want to do that? I guess it's, I guess it's to, it's very liberal, get people out of, poverty out of horrible situations but wouldn't everything else that's so like a packet of crisps which was 60p today if they give everyone 18k tomorrow mm, those yeah. crisps are going to probably rise up to one pound 20 yeah exactly i guess people will still be able to afford the food and stuff but everything that's it, it all equal out surely attainable items will become more expensive do you reckon i i would think so i get i think it's it's being discussed a lot more because of just inflation and the fact that so many countries are in the mud right now but the trouble is, you then get into a territory where people can, you know, you can vote someone in because they promise you more money. Mm. What's stopping a politician saying, oh, they're giving you 18, I'll give you 20. Or I'm going to I'm gonna vote for the guy who's going to give me 20, obviously, because he's giving me more money a month. But don't we do that now? Just with tax? Yeah. We vote for the person that's going to benefit most. Uh, I vote, like, we vote for people that are going to reduce our tax. Yeah. That's like a main thing. It's going to affect the bottom line. I think the the main problem really is that it's not so much that what we're doing now is like capitalism is bad or socialism is bad. Communism probably is bad as it's been demonstrated a lot of times badly in the history. But I think capitalism, it's not so much that, that it, we're going to a point now where it's like such insane capitalism that we would rather we would rather build a skyscraper than you know help orphans yeah. because it because it leads to more profit and that's that's the toxic side of capitalism but i don't think look at the government now right like liz trust and the new chancellor they haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing evidently and it's because and what's happened there is they're spending money the wrong way if you had capitalism where all governments spent money exactly correct we'd live in utopia right is it, is it because their correct scale is way different to ours like our correct is I just don't think I just don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think governments in a whole know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know what we're doing when we come into work. We're just winging it really as best we can. Yeah. But I think they're winging it on such a large unknown scale that it, they're just fucking shit up constantly. But I feel like everyone, like everyone who comments on it, everyone feels like they they have the solution. Like everyone online, you look on people that are bashing loose trust on Twitter and stuff like that. Everyone thinks, oh, if they just did this, everything would be fine. Yeah. But no one knows. Yeah. 
the only way I think we're ever going to get ourselves out of this like geopolitical hole where we have cycles of bad governments and cycles of good governments is when probably governments rely or if not are distinctly run by AI. And that would be a logical state and that would be bliss. Because things would just be done correctly all the time, every time. And you know that when bad stuff happens, it's just, unfortunately, it's bad. And that's, you know, but we're going to get out. You know, like a recession could hit an AI-generated government, but they might be able to get out of it in three months. Or the recession probably wouldn't even hit because they know about, they'd just be able to predict things that humans can't. Like The problem is we're not, we're we're too dumb for our own good as a, as a race. We don't know. We've built machines and processes and economies and governments that are just so complex that no one really understands how to work them anymore. And therefore we just, like... You think about life like that. It's so complex, like how, you know, you put interest rates up and then all the mortgages get fucked and no one has a mortgage anymore. Mm. Like there's just infinite knock-on effects to everything once you get to that level. So there's no real right answer. So I was, I was about to say, like, is, is there ever going to be a solution where everyone's happy? Yeah, every time there's really bad, like now, it'll be like this for two years and you have like eight to ten years of prosperity. But then it cycles I don't think you'll ever get it, no. at least when there's human run where everything's fine all the time consistently. Mm. There's always going to be ups and downs. But look, at, I mean, look at war, though. I mean, the West hasn't had like a major war for like 75 years. We've only, us and our parents have only ever known peace. We've only ever known peace and like not being drafted and like just going about our days. Whereas now there's war in Europe, right? And for the first time in however long, we're now thinking, fucking hell, this, like, if it went, if it escalated really, 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 really far, we could be drafted up into the army. And that's a thought that we've never had to experience before. Mm -hmm. And our parents haven't had to think about before. And that's something that's like, fuck, you know, we, mm. we did, we're not bred to be ready for war. Isn't, it, isn't that mad? Scary. We're, we're, very, we're very lucky that we've never even had so to lucky. think about that. Like our probably grandparents, great grandparents, and their, parents and parents and parents before mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. have always had to prepare or they've had people in their family who have always been in the army because of x thing and now we've had this pretty pretty healthy you know like you said 70 80 years in the western world anyway yeah no war yeah it's crazy to answer your question joss i would take an extra 200 pound a month <laughs> on the government <laughs> yeah but that's probably going to mean your tax is higher isn't it yeah. Because who's going to pay for that? There's exactly. no money tree, Dan. Is there? Yeah. Maybe Bank of England or something like that, probably. Just print more money. It's fine. Let's make more of it. And for those of people in the comments who are about to go raging, don't worry, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we are a non-political agency. I know that printing money doesn't work. Yes. Because I've Googled it. But America times. doesn't know that. Stella's by my feet, by the way. Hello, she Stella. keeps licking me. Licking that, your feet, Gross. Yeah, stinky. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, to answer your question, Joss, I don't think that's a good idea, but I don't really know enough to even comment on it. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like a good idea, though. Yeah, I, I just want to get your views because I keep seeing it discussed and I'm like, where is where is the positive in this? If it leads to equal opportunity, equal outcome of opportunity, I think it works. But it doesn't, does it? Not necessarily. It, I don't think it really changes anything. It just... It, it level the thing is it level it, it raises the playing field but for everyone yeah so exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't really do anything so it doesn't change a thing if anything it just ostracizes you from other countries because inflation on your country will be different to others like norway and now we can't go on holiday to norway because we don't want to pay 12 pound for a pint whereas people in norway are on like 100 grand 
and that's normal for them. And they come over to England. It's like, well, you can get a pint of lager for four. I don't know why they're from the southwest of America. <laughs> you can get a pint of lager for four quid, you know. And it's just like, I don't know, mate. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think I know what I'm talking about, but I don't at all. I just watch YouTube videos. Dan, what do you think? Um, economics, mate. It's not my forte. Just PMA? I, yeah, just sounds all right, but in the, the money in the hands of the wrong person could be pretty bad. More guns. More, more crime guns think about all the money that you could spend on stuff stuff yeah do you think when we're older there'll be a pm that's obviously well uh, when we get to our 30s maybe even our 40s there'll be a pm who's like our age and there'll be a lot of you see you, you relate to them more because you grew up with someone like that at school or there's things they're interested in that you're interested in right like my dad realized boris johnson and i can't for the hell of me think why it must be the fact that he reminds my dad of himself or his friends or something like that because they're of a very similar age and i think that's the only reason i can think why my dad would like him at this point but when we're in our 30s or 40s there might be someone that's like oh okay yeah they're quite relatable they went to fucking i know there's some rich bastard or whatever but they're my age i don't i don't think so because i i i've seen clips of like young tory party members that are like in their early 20s and i just like they just talking i'm just like shut up you sound like a bell end (laughs) like i yes you're the same age as me but i still hate you because you're that's that's not right i don't hate them that's but fantastic i still think that like i still don't if you were in power i wouldn't be like oh, i really like you because you're also 35 i think you're a bellend the idea okay let me phrase it this way then what if what if there was uh, a potential to have a 25 year old prime minister right now does that not automatically get your liking just the idea of it it does for me I understand what you mean. Because they're going to be more focused on probably the issues that I care about rather than hopefully social care. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. But if they're there's also, a higher chance at least if they if they're like a diehard you know Liz Trust fan and they've they've grown up like supporting the same views and they, it was basically Liz Trust but they were twenty five, then no, Liz Trust too. Yeah, <sighs> but I understand what you mean. And if it was what you mean, then hell yeah, that'd be sick. But I'd also be on the other side, be like, well, also they're very young. And I'd be interested to see how well they do the job, considering they haven't been in the industry for very long. I think a young PM could do really well. Really? Yeah. I've, the PM in New Zealand, Josh, she's like late 30s, isn't she? I believe she so, mid to late 30s, she, yeah. She seems very good. Mm. Although I'm sure the news I see about her is very much digested to someone my age to like her anyway. We don't really know what's going on with anyone. I just feel like early 20s, like you just like... Well, let's oh, say I late can't... 20s and early 40s. Let's just say 32. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. How was List Trust, Joss? Uh, stand by. I will Google. the. By the way, the New Zealand PM is 42. Cool. Uh, Liz Trust is... She looks so awkward. She's 47. Stage. How old is Boris Johnson? He is... Isn't he like he a lot older? about 57, isn't he? Yeah. Um, sorry, it's just loading. Dun, 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 dun. Do you remember that dance that that Prime Minister did on stage? Theresa May. Theresa May. Boris is 58. How is Theresa May? Uh, she is dun, 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 65. <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah. Not sure what case it is, but I rested it there on the floor. We all get older. That's the case. Do we? That's yeah. the case. Uh, it would be nice to see a young PM. I agree. You yeah. do know that in our lifetime, they might be able to fully reverse the aging of DNA and therefore stop the aging process. They've done it in mice. And extended the life expectancy of mice by thirty percent. In some cases, they have even made older mice younger, 
and they've, they've even made young mice stop aging. When you say stop wow. the aging process, what does that mean? The, when, the reason you age is because throughout time, your DNA will make a clone of itself and that new clone will become your new DNA, right? Mm-hmm. And this happens constantly forever until you die. But as you get older, when your cells regenerate, they don't regenerate as strong as they were before. So what your cells now are like, I don't know, 100%. And when you're 32, they're 98%, but they can't regain the cells they've lost. So they only ever get worse. And that's the aging process. But they think what they can do is they can actually make DNA not falter. So it, does, it, stops, copy, it stops copying itself at a lower percentage or a lower health. So you can keep your DNA at 100 forever. Wow. And at that point, you don't get prob- you don't get all problems linked to people being old age, you don't get anymore. Your skin stays the same. Your bones and muscles stay strong. There is none of that. You don't age. You just stay the same at a consistent point. That's I don't like that idea. But, but then it's hard to believe that it is. But it's also it's c- completely bonkers to believe. But also scientifically, if they can figure that out, then why not? Because we are just I, programs, aren't it's we? Mad that but imagine living forever, like forever. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily say you're going to live forever. But they said they can increase mor- mortality, but to like over two hundred years. Do you think that's a good thing? Yeah, probably. Well, so you'd not li- more, you'd more live people for on Earth. Years. Surely more people. Not necessarily on more Earth. people on Earth, but people who are on Earth live longer. But if we're going to become a multi, that means there's more people on Earth, though, really. Mm. Not if you... people should be dying off at ninety, but instead they're dying off at. But they might. They might just do birth birth years. So every decade, everyone can have one baby, and there's no babies in between that, and everyone takes pills like dystopian, like the shit like that could happen. The UN have also predicted that when we hit. Where the human population is going to plateau at 10 billion. Yeah. We're going to hit 8 billion this year, and then when we reach 10 billion, it's going to plateau. Wow. How, will it, how will it plateau? People are having less kids People now. They're having a lot least, less kids. Oh, through choice. Yeah. And I've, I've seen yeah. a lot of people um, say a lot about it, predominantly Elon, I guess, like <laughs> yeah. the public eye. He's very concerned about underpopulation because I guess our generation are having a lot less kids than our parents' generation. And then the effect of that then has on a capitalist world and the amount of jobs that there are that people need to fill that aren't going to be filled is going to have a massive knock-on effect so say but how many kids do you want dan oh if you could choose the perfect like what would be perfect one. for you and hannah one maybe yeah max when whenever when you're ready not now yeah like one or two absolute maximum two joss 14 <laughs> what no two <laughs> two i want two i completely want two I'd almost want one, but then I'd feel bad about not having siblings. I think siblings are cool. Unless you didn't have any, you don't know any better, like you've done. Because you're quite stoic, you see. Thank you. Um, I think two, and the idea of three to me sounds awful. Yeah, me too. To anyone listening out there, three, three kids or more, I don't mean that to be offensive. I'm a family of sex. Four, I've got three siblings. I just think it's carnage. <laughs> and I don't want that kind of carnage for that long. I don't know what I would be like with three, three kids. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if you actually have three kids, you, you make it work, don't you? I think personally, yeah. I, I, I feel like two is a good spot. This is also coming from four blokes who don't have any kids. Yeah, and I'm 24. <laughs> I haven't got a fucking clue. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I might have my. The thing is, I might have my first one. And think, actually, you know what? I'd love a little army of these. Just give me about. Give me, give me 14, and I'll take over. I'll take over Germany. Josh, you'll be well jealous. That's what you really need, yeah, though. You, you, just need, you need three millions. hardcore motherfuckers just to take over a country, they say. Also, the fact that there's a way higher chance of them doing something really successful and also them a way higher chance of them doing something really fucking bad. What? If there's 14 of them. 
logically, it's a business move. So you're just rolling the dice on your kids. Yeah, like one could become the ultimate athlete, or one could become Jeffney, Jeffney, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffney, Jeffney, Jeffney Dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. How would you react if your kid that you loved and raised and gave all your attention to turned out to be a prolific, if not one of the world's worst serial killers? How would I feel? How? What do you do? Disconnect, chop him off, bang, done. You're out of the family, sorry. Don't know, I've never had a kid, so I can't give you an answer. Take him off the Christmas card list. Okay, here, let me rephrase it. Go on. Exact same question, but it's your dad. And it just came out on the news. Your dad's a prolific serial killer. And then all these memories of your dad, you suddenly connect loads of dots. You think, oh my God, actually, wow, yeah, there yeah. was I, all these signs. They were there. Like when we used to go swimming, like he he was killing people in the changing rooms. Was he? Maybe. Well, I mean, that's where that's a go? fucking big where's, dot for you to connect, Dan. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like where, how, how would you, what would you do? I just couldn't tell you, mate. PMA. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's out of my control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Joss? I don't, you know, that's, that's pretty horrible to think about. Isn't yeah, it? logically, be like, oh, I'm gonna cut him off and never see him again, kind of yeah. thing. But there's obviously in the in that moment, it's like you need to have some sort of reasoning and think, oh, he's my dad. I need to listen to him first and see what he's done and see what his point of view is on it all. Obviously, he's done fucking bad if there's evidence and all this stuff. But there you go. That's a good answer. Yeah. Not just I don't fucking know. <laughs> that yeah. sounds logical. Would yeah. You st- would you still love your dad? I don't know if I'd... Yeah, I'd still love my dad. Could you, could you stop loving your dad if depending on how bad the crime was? Do you reckon you could stop loving someone because of that? I don't know if you can stop loving anything. Of course you can. I could. Yeah, definitely. I just reckon, just I, that level just drops to zero. I've stopped loving you so many times, mate, but then you do something <laughs> and I fall right back in again. Exactly. But there are times when it stops completely. Reckon, it's like a black null void. I have like a switch... Oh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm actually very good at it that's it's, aut- it's very bad that's autistic is it yeah I have the same thing like, I can just so easy just be like bang bang cut off yeah sorry I've done it many times wow yeah a bit cut for it like that that's why I've got no friends yeah makes you've got, sense you've got loads of friends mate thanks <laughs> bang <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how I feel thanks Joss yeah. uh I'd, I mean, I'd like to think that I'd be able to cut them out. If if it's a parent, I reckon you can still love them, but you wouldn't want to talk to them ever again. My mum used to say, I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> I love that about your mum. And I think, that's fair enough. Did she actually say, I love you, but I don't like you? Yeah. No, she didn't really. But I've heard that. She might have jokingly said it. Am I having deja vu? Have you told me that before and then said I'm joking? Probably. On this podcast? Maybe. Because my mum used to say, do you know what my mum used to say to me? <laughs> Dinner is shit and sugar. No. <laughs> she said, yeah, she shepherd's, that fucking shepherd's, game. Tea, shepherd's pie for tea tonight. She said, you're a good show, but you're on too long. Too long, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, heard that. that's funny. Last I'm, week, this time last week. I'm, I'm funny, but it's too much. Yeah. yeah. I like that phrase, to be fair. Yeah. I'll say that to my kid, I reckon. <laughs> really glad that you and my mum are finding common ground, Max, finally. You would have <laughs> like, liked my mum. Really? You're good at table tennis. Yeah? How do you reckon Max would have handled my, handled my dad? Easy, mate. Your dad was actually quite easy to beat. Beat what? Table tennis. He just demolished you. He didn't. You only beat him when he was with Joss. That's because I let down the team. Still beat him. It's on my record. I feel like you and I are quite similar, so I feel like your parents would know very quickly how, like, they'd be like, oh, I've experienced this before. This is fine. We're very similar, but equal, equally, I think you have you have a, a filter and, and you have limits to what you say 
yeah, that's and true. would want to hear. Whereas my family, Dan, we just make jokes about anything, and yeah. we will talk about anything. There is no limit. No there limit. really is no yeah. limit. Yeah, maybe the gloves are off. Can you twenty four seven? Imagine going home to your mum and dad and having to talk about incest. Yeah, no. There you go. In front of your sister's brand new boyfriend. Yeah, no. On Christmas Day. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. <laughs> at a campsite in the middle of nowhere. In Devon. <laughs> oh, God. Great Ooh. story. But that's for another time. That's not for a podcast. That's, but, <laughs> but that's, that's a fantastic headline. And that's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And on that bombshell. Thank you for listening, Ben. Thanks for being a part of this today. Thank Dan, thank you for the awesome questions, mate. You've oh, been, thank you for you've, the awesome yeah, feedback. You. You've been a great host, uh, and I wish that you were more like this on other days. Can can we, in the next episode, can I sit there? Because I feel like that is a very hosty chair, and I'm fed up with you being the host all the time. I enjoy I being the bad. host. I like, I like trying to link one question into the next. Maybe other people like being hosts. But if you want to be a host, yeah. It, <laughs> that absolutely. Away. Um, like Ben's mum used to say, you're a good laugh, but you're on too long. I don't love you, Max, but I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, All the details are below. Follow MH Barham. uh, Be JPEG Ben Lortz. No, no. uh, Make sure you follow MH Barham, Loose Shoulder, uh, BNJ Lawton, and Joss Henderson on Xbox Live Game Attack. We'll be on GTA 5 tonight from 8pm. If anyone wants to hit a lobby, do a few heists and fuck some cars up. Oh yeah. Um nice. Thanks.